Materia Media presents Adeline's Apothecary, Tales from the Ridge, Chapter 10, Princess Castle. She come, come on, oh, must have been about eleven, twelve. I was in town, of course I was in town. They like to get you in your defense or down. They like to get you away from home base, away from your arsenal. When you's already under attack by the rest of the first second modern world. Uh-huh, I'd been up to Crestview, strip mall, had to get this and that. Still trying to prep us up proper. And that place will suck your soul dry. Them big bright light store. I never go in above Frankie. He can't go out now. So, so I was doing all the running round. Six half month pregnant. Not feeling good. Running round. And, and, and then I was coming home. Coming home through town and I realized I got to go over to Withrow get the Lammy set up too and so there I is that strong smell of hay that smell of dank hay arising up in the air and I standing there talking with Mr. Withrow and he going on and on and on and on about this problem he having with his fakey leg his old army leg he telling me the whole story as if I ain't heard it ten times before. And it, 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 I knew, I knew when I stepped into that jungle, he say, them wild trees. Oh, it was wild country, Adeline, and hot. Oh, you think it get hot here, August, whatever. Oh, I tell you now, the water was pouring out your eyeballs so hot. And the bugs, bugs like you can't imagine. And he held out his hand and showed me how big them bugs was. And, and that when it come on, that when I began to feel it, nose tingling and hot so hot and, and just just a feeling like I couldn't stand up no more and there I is in that mast and I can't breathe in that mast and nobody else in town wearing a mask but I got that mast on and and there he is going on and on but I knew I knew when I stepped into that jungle that they was coming for me. And boy, howdy, not two seconds later, not one second later, she was gone. My leg was gone, blown to pieces, Adeline. And I says, I says, uh, sorry, Mr. Withrow, but I, and I don't remember another thing. Out in them wild trees, it was wild country. Don't remember another thing except waking up in the field hospital to a real nice girl, real down-home kind of girl from Alabama or Georgia, maybe at Georgia, and boy was she a peach. She was just about the prettiest thing I ever seen. And, and about this time, I start feeling like I might just faint, pass out. 
So I put my hand up and I just walk out that door, walk out in the fresh air. And I rip that mask off, trying to get a breath of fresh air. I can't breathe, but I get that mask off and I still feel I can't breathe. And of course, in another one of them real warm, hot even, early spring day, one of them kind of strange weather days we get. And and that don't help. Uh, so I was going over my truck and, and looking for some water and I done drunk up my water. How is it I come to town with a little pint jar of water, done drunk that up, and at this point, I'm burning. I'm burning up. I got my jumpsuit on, and it hot, and I can't unzip it. Got my big belly and an improper little tanky top on underneath, and, and so, so I sees a hose. I sees a hose around back the feed store, and I go over, turn it on, and I put my face down in that cold water, take a long sip. Of course, I don't like to drink that town water, reservoir water. It no good. They get it from someplace up by Crestview these days. That water no good, full of chemicals and probably all kind of human you-know-what. And and and, and I, you don't want to know what. Plastic. Probably got itty-bitty plastic stuff in it. Frankie told me something about that. All the water these days got itty-bitty plastic stuff in it. But anyway, I, I drunk it up. I drunk it up and sat down in the shade. And I take a moment, feel what's going on. Not good. Throat hurt, nose, sinus. I feel it, feel it in my face. Something in there, something in there spreading and moving. She coming for me. Miss Rona coming for me now. And here she find me out in town, got my defense down, ain't been taking care of myself, ain't had nothing to eat, ain't been sleeping, ain't been taking my herbs and my medicines, and, and I don't got nothing with me. Usually I got a, got a St. Johnny, a Yarrow, a Skullcap, a Elder, all kind of thing up in my first aid kit, but, but I didn't even bring it with me. And I feel so helpless out there's in town ain't got nothing about that time mr withrow come out come out check on me and he bring me a big bag of popcorn of course they give away popcorn up in the feed store and just the sight of it make me want to lose my tummy i says sorry mr withrow i started feeling bad you might you might want to stay back a bit and he say you gonna be sick to your stomach I'll get you a bucket. And I says, no, sir, no, sir. I'm afraid it might be that coronavirus, that thing Frankie got in. And he smiled. He smiled. Adeline, you don't got that thing. Hardly nobody in the state got that thing. Well, and I stand. I ain't having no arguments right now. Can I send you a check for the feed, I says. And he waved me away. Next time, he say, you take care of that little one and send Frank in here. Pregnant lady oughts to rest, he say. He say as I walk on, bent over, holding my belly, feeling for my baby, for a kick, for any sign of life. I can't remember last time I felt the baby kick or move. Can't remember if she'd moved all day. And I got back in the truck, so hot. So hot, I was like to die. Felt like I might just lie down there and die. And I got them tears a welt up in my chest. 
It's just the worry, the worry over this little baby. That will get me so bad. What if something happened to my baby, my little? And I hold my belly. It make my tummy hurt when I cry. And my belly contract a bit. And I know, I know that not good. So I take a deep breath in. I try, try to take a deep breath in. And then I feel I can't breathe. Like Frankie's saying, I can't breathe. I really can't breathe. And I can't see. The world's a blur out the window of the truck. And I don't know how I'm going to drive home. And that caused a whole surge of panic to rise up in me. And then bam, another contraction come on. Come on hard. And here I is, sick and a half month pregnant. I didn't even know you could have contractions sick and a half month pregnant. There I is, lying in the truck, moaning, talking to the sky, the air, holding my belly, and just feeling so weak. Had a mess, can't think straight, can't move. And the cab of the truck, cab of the truck filled with dust. And again, again, I can't breathe, can't find my breath. So I throw that door open, throw it open and got the ground. I got over the shade, shade of one of them oak trees still standing, standing back of the feed store. And a couple moments later, Linda, the male lady, she come over, come over behind me and she say, you okay? And I says, oh, I'm fine, fine, just pregnant. And I use every last ounce of energy I got to say them word. And she stand there looking at me, looking a worry and concern. And I know I can't get close to her because I get in that thing, that thing coming for me. And I don't want to pass it on. And I done took my mask off. So I try so hard to get it together. And I says again, I'm all right. And she say, okay. And she take the mail, take the mail into Mr. Withrow. And I lie back, lie back on that ground. Ground was so nice and cool under that big oak, big oak tree. And I put my cheek to the ground, lie down. Next thing I know, next thing I know, sirens is wailing. Sirens was wailing in the air. And a couple of two fellas had their hand on me, was waking me up. Lena was gone. Mr. Withrow standing there, and they say, they say, What's your name? What your name? Shining a light in my eye and trying to wrap something around my arm. And I see that ambulance, that ambulance. And I says, Oh no, oh no, 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 I'm not going. I ain't going. Images of that hospital run through my mind. My mamma screaming, screaming with pain. And them nurses, doctor, putting that thing on her face, putting her down, putting her down, putting her down with a medicine so strong, so powerful. I thought I'd never see her again. And I try to stand, try to stand, but can't catch my balance, can't get my cells balanced up. And one of them young fella, young fella I didn't know, he caught me, held me steady. And other one, Mr. Bainbridge's son, eldest son, he say, let's go down the hospital. And I says, I'm fine. But he get on my other side, take up my arm and is pinching my skin, pinching under my arm there. And I try to get free, don't want him touching on me. I try to get free. And that panic is rising, rising hard and steady, a flooding my brain. And I says, I says, wait. Wait, 
and still they won't let me go. And so I says, uh, I got to get something. I got to get something from my truck. And the youngin' say, he say, what you need, I'll get it. And I says, oh, no, no, let me go here, please. I'm all right. And they look at me and finally let me go. And Mr. Withrow say, he say, now go on with him here, Adeline. You're not feeling well. I'm worried about you. Mr. Withrow, he know. He know me. And I says, well, I just got to get something from my truck here. And slowly, slowly, I walk over my truck. It take all my energy, all my will, but I make it. And I pull myself up in that truck. Before I can think or do another minute, I just start her up, throw her in reverse, almost take every one of them out, getting out that parking lot. And I get on down Main Street, head out on H, heading home. Them cornfields, which normally take a few minutes to pass, seem to roll on forever and ever. That dark brown cracked earth go on forever. And, and that sun shining down so hot, so bright. And I feel so dizzy, my eyes hazy as I'm driving up H and toward our gravel road. It like a distant oasis. And, and then finally, finally I make it and I turn and I reach the end of our driveway and the sweet cover of our dear pine and oak it dropped 10 degree when I drive up in our driveway and our wood but still I can't quite catch my breath I can't quite figure out how to breathe and I can't figure out if it my lung or my heart or what going on so I put my hand to my heart I trying to feel and then I slowly creep up the drive, driving about the way I feel. When I get the house, Frankie out front on his phone, he yelling about something, yelling into the phone. And Frank doesn't even look up, doesn't even look up at me. And how can that make me hurt more? I don't know, but it did. And I can hardly keep myself up at the wheels I turn in. I just want to crawl in a hole and die. So I take the long way round. I don't see little Lucy, and I take the long way round. And I don't go in the house. I go straight to my workshop, going straight to my medicine. I'm going to stay away from little Lucy. So I go in there, and I'm so tired, so exhausted. My body can hardly move. And I walk in there, and I see that stone floor, that cold stone floor. And I just just got to lie down for one moment and put my hot cheek against that cold stone floor. Next thing I remember is waking on the floor, floor freezing cold, and Frank looking down at me with a look of fear like I've never known on my man face. And I reach out and touch his leg, the rough material of his work pant, and he reached down and feel my forehead. You're cold, he say, kind of surprised. Yeah, I says, I do feel cold. What are you doing in here, he say. I went to town, I says, and he keep looking at me, got that look on his face. It coming for me, Frank. And he nod. Lucy in the house, she got a fever, 102. 
and I nod, eyes welling up, and grab my belly, rubbing our little baby, rubbing and feeling and searching. I told Chuck, I told Randy, I told him last year. Last year, as soon as we knew you was pregnant, I says, I ain't traveling this year, fellas. Local travel, fine. Overnight, fine. I told them not to send me on that trip, and they didn't have to. They could have sent Charles Jr., and if they think Charles Jr. is such a fool, then why'd they hire him? I knew I shouldn't go out there. I just knew I shouldn't be going out there. I had just the worst feeling, he say, and I, I put up my hand. I put up my hand, and finally he quiet, and I says, baby not moving. He ain't move all day. And Frank dropped down, put his hand on my belly. Not our baby, Frank, I says. Not our baby. And he's shaking his head, no. You're going to be fine, Adeline. You're going to be fine. You're going to stop it. But you say you don't know what happened to baby, I says. And, 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 and I erupt into tear, into a sadness like I've never known, thinking on my baby and what going on with my baby. And then, bam, does that contraction come on. Bam, it come on hard and strong. And I holding on my belly and Frank said, what wrong? Contraction, I says. And I try to get up, but my legs is weak and I feel so dizzy. But again, I try to stand, losing my balance. But Frank, he grabbed hold of my arm and he hold me steady, pulled me up my feet. And I look in his eye one short moment. He got that mask on, but I could see straight through his eye, and boy, he look a worry. I got to eat something, I says. I ain't ate all day. And, and, and he say, you got to go to bed. You got to get in bed right now. And I says, I got to make up a soup, soup for me and Lucy with Laoya herb. And he says, I'm going to make the soup. You tell me how. And I says, baby, you can't. He says, I can and I will. And he put his hand on my back and looked at me, looked me straight in the eye. He say, you going to fight this off, Adeline. And I nod. I do feel better. Better just having my Frankie there, not having to be alone no more. So I go in the house, and Lucy there on the couch all pass out. Frankie made her up a little sicky fort, a little sicky princess castle, and she pass out. It always oh, so sad to see your wild child pass out with sickness. Kind of sweet, but oh, so heartbreaking to see a little child sick. And I can't help myself. I, I got no energy, no energy, but I got to get just a few things for Lucy when she wake up. I done made up a special potion, Laoya herb, my herb, all kind of herb, just for this moment. So I go over the windy where it been brewing, and I take it down, and then I see see something sparkling, something sparkling catch my eye, sun coming straight through a bright red jar of medicine right there in the windy, and I flash to the top of the ridge, July Pass. Me and Frankie was up swimming, up the swimming hole, waked up many a ridge back, the wild days of summer. We was out like two crazy teenagers up on the ridge, swimming those clear waters. And we was lying back in the sun on a rock. I was watching Frankie sleep, eyes closed. And I look over, see a flash of yellow. And I knew, I knew before I knew what it was. I stood, walked over, hand extended, and knelt down. There I was, half naked from my swim, from our rock, our time, and I knelt down, 
barely touch the most beautiful blossom I'd ever seen. Most beautiful blossom of St. Johnny. St. Johnny there, rising straight up out the rock. And I wanted to take that flower and put it in my hair for Frank, just for Frank. But instead, I made a blessing on the ground and closed my eye. And I felt a surge of power in the center of my chest. I felt a light and I saw the medicine. I saw it in my body and I knew what to do with it, when to use it. And I felt it power and it healing. And when I opened my eye, I looked up and in front of me, St. Johnny was growing everywhere, all over the rock, straight up out the rock, growing everywhere, more than I ever seen in my whole life up there on that high, high ridge. So I made my blessings come back the next day, and I made up this here jar of medicine right up there on the ridge. I made it up. So standing there in the kitchen, I knew, and I felt that surge of light in my center. Again, I knew this was the moment I done made that medicine for. So I took down that jar, and I took a long swallow, and then another. And then I went up, got in bed. Dust was coming on now, and I watched the top of the pine swaying in the wind outside the windy, and I took another big swig of that St. Johnny, and I took a little bit of my own power potion, bit of skull cap, just to help me calm down, and I watched them treetops swaying in the wind, beautiful sky, and next thing I know, the door creaked, and I opened my eye. Room was dark now, light coming in from the hall. And Frankie was standing there, a steaming bowl on a tray. And I tried to sit up, but I was so weak, so weak I could hardly move. You think you can eat, Frank say? And I felt so nauseous, so sick. But Frankie helped me up, sit up on the bed. He say, just sip, just try a sip. And I got that sip down, just a small sip of that broth, that warm healing broth. And then another little sip, and another little sip. And that broth, that broth allow ye herb, that broth my husband made up, it went to work. And I got a bit of energy, I felt it coming back to me. And Frank look at me, his eyes all a worry. I feel a bit better, I says, I think I was starving. But this don't seem to register. Doesn't seem to matter. Frank's somewhere else, and I know. I know that look. What's wrong, I says. Chuck keeps calling. They want me to come back in. Tonight, he say. And that caused a whole surge of stress to shoot through my body, thinking on being home, alone, with Lucy, and me trying to fight this thing and keep us well, and our baby, our baby not moving, and I feel my chest tighten, them tears starting to rise. But no. Instead, I put my feet down on the floor, and I pushed myself up, that big belly pushed myself up. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it together. I'm not going to do it. And I pushed past Frank. Where are you going, he say. I'm going to check on Lucy. She needs some medicine. Wait a minute, Frank say. And I stop, holding it in. But I can't look at him. You got to stay in bed, Adeline. You got to let me take care of Lucy. But you're leaving, I says. And then I lose it. Man alive, do I lose it. It just broke wild and free. 
and I grab hold the wall. My baby, what's happening to our baby? What's wrong with the baby? Why ain't the baby moved, I says. And Frank come over. He come over and try to pull me into him, but I pushed him away. Look what you brought in here. Look what you done. What if you kill our baby, I says. And that moment, that moment, course, little Lucy stick her head up bottom of the stair, and she look up at me, her little eyes so scared, and her face crumple up, and she start howling. She start howling too. So that make me wake up, get it together just a bit, and slowly, slowly I walk down them stair. Lucy a crying and a asking, what wrong, mama, what wrong with the baby? And I said, nothing, darling, nothing. And she said, but I heard you. Who killed the baby? And I said, no, darling, no, no, no. And she reached up to her chest and she said, she say, my chest hurt, mama. And I says, I know, I know. I got some medicine for you. And she said, I'm not taking that medicine. And I says, no, no, I got something special, something real special, princess medicine, something the fairies give me. And she settled a bit. The fairies, she say, looking ever so slightly skeptical. Oh, yes, the fairies. And Frank is standing there, bottom of the step, not saying a word. Come in my castle, Lucy say. I'll be in in just a minute. I gotta get this fairy potion real quick, I says. I thought it a princess potion, Lucy say. Will it a fairy princess potion, I says. A fairy princess potion, princess potion she go in her castle talking to herself and i go in the kitchen i get her power potion then i get a lemon lemon out the fridge and i start making her up a hot lemonade hot honey lemonade pouring in a sweet honey a yarrow bone set saint johnny honey and all the while frank is standing there just silent and still and i get the lemonades made up make my sales up one too and I put him on a tray head in the living room, and Frank put up his hand, and he say, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to leave you again. And I stop. I can't even process why or how or what, but I knows, I knows Frankie quitting his job, only source of income we got, ain't a very good idea in this very moment. And Lucy called from the other room, Mama, come on. And I start to feeling bad all over, feel that, that surge of pain up in my head and that tingle, that tingle. And I know I got to get some medicine in Lucy before I start to feel bad my own cells again. And that moment Lucy come in, she got a blankie all wrapped around her and a crown, crown of dried mugwort on her head. And she say, you're going to be the queen, Mama. And Papa, you're going to be the king. And the baby's going to be the prince when he come out. Is the baby coming out soon, she say. Oh, no, darling, not for a long time still, I says. And I look at Frank. And then Frank phone, his phone start ringing. And he say, that's Chuck. I'm going to do it. And I says, I think you need to wait. Think this over a bit. And he said, nope. It's over. They had their chance. And he got a look, a look of vengeance in his eye. They're going down. They're all going down. Who going down, Lucy say. And that moment, I feel just the slightest tickle, just the slightest tickle side of my belly. The baby, the baby, I says. 
and Frank's smile, I see it round his eye. He and Lucy come over, both put their hands on my belly, and then that baby kick. Oh, that baby gives such a kick. For this chapter's herbal recipe featuring St. John's wort, please visit adelinesapothecary.com.